12 years ago, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't go to business school, and I definitely had never dreamed of starting my own business. In fact, honestly, the only reason it happened was because I had the amazing luck of graduating from university in 2009, right as the Great Recession hit. And my super secure art degree in graphic design, you know, the employable art, well, it got me nowhere. The internships, the straight A's, the portfolio of work that wasn't creative for the sake of being artsy, but instead totally applicable to corporate America, the stuff that was supposed to secure the 9 to 5 Monday through Friday with healthcare and a 401k, well, that all was nowhere in sight. What was in sight was my cousin's wedding I had committed to photographing by myself after having worked for a wedding photographer for a couple of years in college. And that wedding, in August of 2010, is what kicked off this crazy idea that I could actually, maybe, possibly, do something on my own. But it wouldn't be for a few more months, or, if I'm being more realistic, a solid year, until a friend would turn to me and say, you talk about your photography differently now. Before you would say, I'm trying to do this thing, and I don't know. And now, you just talk about your business. So what happened over that first year? Well, that's exactly what today's solo episode is all about. Welcome to the Maker's Playbook, the podcast where we talk all about what it's really like to make a living from the things you make. I'm your host, Rebecca Ikeskar. So like I said, in August of 2010, I had photographed my cousin's wedding. And I knew from having been a bridesmaid in a friend's wedding earlier that year that photographers in 2010 were now delivering their photos to couples via online galleries. There were companies built to essentially create websites where people could view all the photos and order prints easily and quickly. So I knew I had to decide on one of these companies before my cousin's wedding. How did I decide? As a person not fully committed to any thoughts of self-employment and knowing nothing more than what I was gleaned from working for someone else for a couple of summers, obviously, I did very in-depth research. I looked at the cute business card with my friend's engagement photo that her wedding photographer handed out, went to her gallery, saw the company she used, and voila! I had chosen my gallery host. Yes, my friends, while you may hear me talk about making intentional decisions now, that skill set has perhaps been highly developed and curated over the last 12 years. As luck would have it, the gallery host I chose had a mission for building community. They had a swanky online forum, not a typical thing in 2010, I know, hard to imagine for some people these days, and hosted an in-person three-day conference which happened to be coming up in a few months in New Orleans, a city I happened to love. All of a sudden, without signs of any other job in sight, I was booking a flight after being talked out of road tripping the 14 hours alone from Illinois to Louisiana to save money by my more than slightly confused parents, I was buying a conference ticket 
and I was posting on that online forum to see if anyone wanted to be roommates at a nearby hotel to save on costs. Okay, so let's cut to the chase. Why am I telling you all of this? Well, because that one totally not fully researched decision, that moment I did something a little less than fully planned out, contrary to my very planner-oriented personality, as many of you know, that one decision would wind up opening the doors to relationships that have held my hand and literally led me through the last 12 years of self-employment and entrepreneurship. At that one conference, I would meet a friend who would quickly become a mentor, answering every single one of my annoying, totally beginner text messages about what suppliers he used for this, where to source equipment for that, so on and so forth. Through that one conference and subsequent online forum interactions afterward, I would connect with a local group of photographers who met monthly, where I met another person starting out and wound up renting my own photos, my own studio space with them. You know, like managing fixed expenses for the first time for a business. It was a big leap. I ultimately would lead that very group when the photographer that I greatly admired was stepping down from the role and thought that I might be the right person for the job. Through that, I would meet a husband and wife duo that I had totally fangirled over for years, who I now count as dear friends, and who no doubt have already influenced and will continue to inspire Francesco and I to make sure we build a business where we can work together in a healthy capacity and, you know, not strangle each other. (laughs) So, What's my one stroke of sheer luck in choosing an online gallery have to do with your dreams of making a living from the things you make? Well, my friends, the point is this. All of this came to be. I was able to not only quit my part-time jobs and go full-time as a self-employed artist, but also do it all amidst the cost of living in a major city in the U.S., and then get my own storefront that I didn't even have to share with anyone, expand into owning a second brand to serve a different part of the market, and navigate a pandemic that literally brought my industry to a screeching halt. Yes, it did take a boatload of work on my part, but it also took a village. Not only a village of well-meaning loved ones, but with all due respect to my friends and family, sort of more importantly, or at least more knowledgeably, if we're going we're gonna to pretend that's a word, a village of peers and colleagues, of people who had been there before to ask for advice, or for the people who were in the middle of it to lean on together and not feel so alone in sorting through all the muck and the overwhelm. I managed to keep putting one foot in front of the other and climb up the hill that is self-employment, learning when to adjust course or totally change plans when necessary, thanks to the support of an incredible community. And that's exactly why I've spent the last three or more like four-ish months working on building a virtual home for our makers community. A place to foster these types of crucial relationships with our peers, 
and building a support network of makers who understand those questions that keep you up at night in a way that no one else can really understand in the same way. People who are going through the same things and the same thoughts and the same questions that you're going through. And since I've spent the last four or so months building this virtual home, I thought it might be particularly handy to devote a quick solo podcast episode to what the heck the community, as I'm so cleverly calling it, is all about. If you listen to the podcast in real time, as it airs, you've heard me mention it a bit over the last couple of weeks. But today we're going to deep dive into more details. But don't worry, before you hit skip and go on to the next podcast you listen to, First up, this episode won't be nearly as long as our interviews. And second, this is not going to be 20 minutes of a sales pitch telling you to repeatedly come to makersplaybook.com community to learn more. Although, if you do feel so inclined to visit makersplaybook.com community, by all means, please do. You can find heaps of information there. And of course, if I don't answer questions here, you can always email me as well. More importantly, though, I hope this episode encourages you to find your people. I'd be overjoyed if you think your people might be in the community where we already have 47 other makers from around the world chatting about the realities of either having done this for decades and working on learning more Instagram strategy to pivot to online sales or makers who recently took the leap to go full time and also side hustlers who are stacking up all of this knowledge in preparation, maybe to one day launch their own business. Or at least right now, getting more organized to save themselves more time so that they can focus their nights and weekends on making rather than getting lost in like a Google black hole of questions. But if our online home isn't the right place for you, I hope this episode gives you a bit of encouragement to start intentionally building your own trusted network. Maybe it's at the local studio you already go to. Maybe it's through an online course you're taking and connecting with other students in your cohort. Maybe it's starting a group chat on Instagram with the three other makers you DM the most. Do something to start creating a network of peers. And if you're not sure where to start, come check out makersplaybook.com slash community. I couldn't help it. Shameless plug. There it is. We do have a two-week free trial happening right now, so check it out. Anyway, while I'm sure you've heard this type of saying in one way or another a million times, my 12 years of self-employment is proof that it really is who you know and not what you know. So hang with me now while I share some of what is already happening inside the community by the Maker's Playbook, because I will say the one thing I'm particularly excited about that feels a lot different than the network of peers I was able to build around me over these last 12 years is this. Inside the community, we already have makers from all around the world. From the U.S. to Europe, the Caribbean to Australia and New Zealand, with a ton of variety of life experiences. There are side hustlers who are chatting in between Zoom meetings for their day jobs and makers that have been making a living from their work for decades. And I'm so stinking excited about this particular aspect of the community because diversity of thought is exactly what any of us need 
when it comes to thinking creatively and brainstorming new solutions around topics and problems that you feel like you've heard about a million times. When's the last time you felt stuck on all things Instagram? Well, they just launched a new feature and now you're left feeling like, how the heck are you supposed to keep up when you haven't even started using the last batch of features they were telling you to use? Isn't there another way? Well, if you go to Google, most of the answers probably aren't going to be very helpful. After all, all the blog posts for social media marketing companies are going to encourage you to create so much content, there's no way you can keep up and thus should probably just hire their social media marketing company. And Instagram itself, of course, is always going to encourage you to spend more time on their platform because the more time you consume their product, the more money they make. And the more content you create, the more your audience spends more time on Instagram, the more money Instagram makes. So their answers to all the questions aren't exactly with the best of intentions, are they? So where can you ask how the heck you, an independent solo maker without a team of content creator helpers, can best manage being strategic about using a savvy visual platform like Instagram, but in a sustainable manner because you have to fit it in on the nights and weekends and really would rather be putting your hands in mud instead of learning a new app interface. How has someone in the position you're in managed to figure out a solution that they can keep up with amidst all the other million things they have to manage in life? Well, my friends, that kind of question is what the diversity of thought and conversation happening already over in the community is for. In fact, if you are listening to this in real time, for June of 2022, our monthly theme is Instagram. Monthly theme, you say? What is it that you're talking about there? What is a monthly theme, you might be wondering? This is one of the things that makes me particularly excited about the way we have uniquely structured the community. You see, I've been a part of plenty of Facebook groups. And while they are all well-intentioned, I've never gotten the same overwhelming benefits out of them the way I did that very first online forum I mentioned at the start of this episode. That forum was not a part of Facebook. It was its own little space on the internet. And the assumption that I've come to is this. Those Facebook groups, even the ones with their thousands of followers, never garnish that same connection because there was no structure. There was no way to log in and go to a location for a specific topic of discussion, the way you might at an in-person conference when you're choosing which speakers to go to. The Facebook groups were just kind of a free-for-all. Occasionally, there might be a topic of discussion that I found helpful, but mostly it was people logging in when they needed something and then leaving as soon as they had an answer. It wasn't a dialogue. There wasn't much mutual support. And there were definitely plenty of people ready to tout their advice rather than fully listen to the context I was providing for a question that I was asking. Not to mention, one other big reason the community is structured around the idea of monthly themes is this. I know from firsthand experience how quickly we can all get overwhelmed. An effort to learn about what website platform you might want to build your own site on 
leads down a tangential Google search about email marketing, which then turns into an interest about Facebook ads. And then all of a sudden, there are 25 different browser tabs open, and you haven't actually made a decision on what you originally opened your laptop for, which now you can't actually remember what started this whole internet rabbit hole search in the first place. Sound familiar? For those of us trying to manage these small businesses alone, there is an endless list of roles you need to play. You're not only the principal maker and creative, you're also the social media strategist, the content marketer, the customer service representative, the IT department manager, and the CEO. It's a lot of hats. And without focus, it is incredibly easy to never make any traction on any of these questions. I say that because I know it firsthand. I have been there. The search for one answer leads to a hundred other questions and a longer to-do list rather than a project finished. This is why we have monthly themes inside of the community. Each month, we'll tackle a big subject facing all of us as makers and small business owners. Like I said, this month, it's all things Instagram, so it doesn't get much bigger these days than that subject, right? And I know what you might be thinking. But I'm not a business owner, Rebecca. I haven't started selling my work yet. I'm not ready for that. Or if I do sell my work, I maybe just want to sell enough to break even on this hobby that I'm obsessed with. Well, my friend, guess what? That's still a small business. Maybe it's a tiny side hustle that doesn't need to pay for your health care. But if you even are considering the idea of selling your work, if you are wondering how to make a reel on Instagram, not for the sheer enjoyment of using social media and sharing your life with your friends, but because you've heard that it might mean more people will see what you make, and you'd like to have a larger audience. If you dream of a magical world where maybe you could work part-time in that Monday through Friday job and spend more of more than just your nights and weekends making. Well, all of these things, all of these questions or interests that you might be wondering about, you are dreaming of running a small business, my friend. So let's just call it what it is, shall we? All right. Uh... I went down a little sidetrack there. So where were we? We were talking about monthly themes. What the heck monthly themes are inside the community. All right. So the community, which is already made up of makers from all over the world at all stages of life and making experience, is built to provide us all a safe space for diverse conversations to brainstorm together around the issues that plague us all. And we're going to tackle those issues one by one via the helpful focus of monthly themes. Now, that all might sound like a big time commitment. And if you're already stretched thin in life between the day job and loved ones and dogs and kiddos and hobbies and actually wanting to make this art that you love so much, let me lead us to the next point I wanted to clarify about what the community is. The community is not an online course. There is no homework. In fact, I like to say that it's a cocktail party instead of a lecture hall. Show up when you'd like, contribute as you are comfortable, leave when you need to. Now, what do I mean by all of that? 
let's talk about contributing first. I know that some of us are thrilled at the idea of a group of like-minded peers to hang out with, especially those of us that are extroverts that have been living away way more removed from group activities than usual for the last couple of years. I'm looking at myself here. But as an extrovert, I know that we can also often dominate a conversation and miss out on the incredible insights our introvert friends have to contribute. And that is why there are a lot of different ways to engage, interact, and contribute inside the community. If you want to dive headfirst and post your own question to kick off a conversation, you can do that. If the idea of that gives you hives and you'd rather talk one-on-one to someone whose whose comment maybe intrigued you from another post, you can direct message them and have a private conversation. There are also polls we can share quickly, allowing us all to get opinions from other makers with just the click of a button. Public threads, private conversations, it's all there so that you can chat however you feel comfortable. And just like a cocktail party, there's no rigid timeline of events. As I mentioned, we have makers from all over the globe already, and it's pretty impossible to find a time of day that works, which also conveniently spans four different time zones from Australia to New Zealand to Europe and multiple time zones in the U.S., Any live events that we're going to do in the side of the community are also recorded, so you can easily watch a replay. But also, when I say that you can leave at any time, I mean that with the flexibility of the membership. While there is a bonus to join the community for a year, our monthly membership makes it possible for you to come and go as you like. If you love the idea of this month's Instagram theme, but aren't interested in next month's chat on time management and how to make all of these things work as a side hustler, no big deal. You can cancel at any time. If you have a busy summer schedule of shows coming up and you're worried you won't be able to log on very much to make it worth your while, don't worry about it. Come back when it's right for you. What I love about this membership is unlike hosting an online course where we need everyone to start on the same day together so we have to close the doors from new people at a certain point, the doors to the community will always be open. All right, this does sound like a sales pitch. So this is where I'll say that if any of this interests you, then you can join us at themakersplaybook.com slash community. I'm just going to leave it there. All right, now that we got that out of the way, let's get back to talking about the importance of building a group of peers. All right. All joking aside, if you've been loving the podcast and you're curious how you might be able to help support all the work that goes into producing each of our episodes, the community membership is that very thing. I didn't want to start a Patreon or the other typical funding sites that are out there because all of those seemed to be really one-sided. You pay a certain amount every month and the creator of the Patreon gives you something in return. That's great. And there are amazing Patreons out there that provide incredible resources to all of us for learning our craft online. But what I was looking for and why I created the community the way that I did was a place to have group conversations. I'm already having a one-way conversation with all of you here on the podcast. I wanted a way to be able to take all of the amazing and insightful conversations I've been having with so many of you that email me 
after a podcast episode drops over the course of this last year and a half, and be able to open up those conversations to other makers, taking them from one-on-one emails to group discussions. I wanted a place that when you're listening along to the next interview here on the podcast, which if you've made it this far in this solo episode, I feel it's only fair to give you a bonus and tell you that next week, the one and only John Britt will be joining me here on the podcast. If you're listening to these interviews and there's a question burning that I didn't ask our guests that you really wish I would have asked, you can come jump into the community and talk about it with your peers. I know without a doubt that I would not have the business I have today without the support of a community of colleagues to ask those questions when they pop into my mind. The depth of this support is what I dream about bringing to the maker community. Not only tactical how-tos from the makers that have come before you, but side-by-side emotional support when the going gets tough. Because if there's one thing I know, it's this. Making a living from the things you make is a marathon, not a sprint. And while it might always be hard, it's a heck of a lot more enjoyable with friends by your side. If you already have a community, whether that's locally or online, amazing. Is there a way to help bring other local makers who might not know about your group into it? Have you made sure to have diverse voices present to avoid the blind spots we all have given our specific life experiences? How can you be intentional about supporting each other and avoiding the overwhelm rather than contribute to that feeling of overwhelm and kind of commiserate with each other over a couple of heavy cocktails? There's a place for that too, but sometimes we have to keep it in check, right? If you have been looking for a peer group, Sincerely, I would love it if you'd pop over to makersplaybook.com slash community and see if this might be the space for you. Not only will you be supporting this, this podcast if you choose to join, more importantly, you'll be supporting so many other makers in their own journeys in trying to figure out how to make all this work as we all share and brainstorm together. I've ended every episode this way because I know it in my bones to be true. And now I am so absolutely thrilled for there to be a place where we can actually take meaningful steps forward. When I say, go get back to making your dreams a reality because together we've got this.